Section 10 of Anton Chekhov and Other Essays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anton Chekhov and Other Essays by Lev Chestov. Translated by John Middleton Murray and Samuel Cotelliani. Penultimate Words, Part 5. I and Thou. 11. I and Thou. The familiar expression, to look into another's soul, which by force of habit at first sight seems extremely intelligible, on closer observation appears so unintelligible that one is forced to ask whether it has any meaning at all. Try to bend mentally over another's soul. You will see nothing but a vast, empty, black abyss, and you will only be seized with giddiness for your pains. Thus, properly speaking, the expression to look into another's soul is only an abortive metaphor. All that we can do is argue from the outward data to the inward feeling. From tears we deduce pain, from pallor, fear, from a smile, joy. But is this to look into another's soul? It is only to give room to a series of purely logical processes in one's head. The other's soul remains as invisible as before. We only guess at it, perhaps rightly, perhaps mistakenly. Naturally, this conclusion irritates us. What a miserable world it is, where it is quite impossible to see the very thing that we desire, above all, to see but irritation is almost the normal spiritual state for a man who thinks and seeks whenever it is particularly important to him to be sure of something after a number of desperate attempts he is convinced that his curiosity cannot be satisfied and now the mocking mind adds a new question to the old why look for another soul when you have not seen your own and is there a soul Many have believed and still do believe that there is no soul at all, but only a science of it, called psychology. It is known that psychology says nothing of the soul, considering that its task is confined to the study of spiritual states, states, by the way, which have as yet hardly been studied at all. What is the way out? One can answer irony with irony, or even with abuse one can deny psychology the right to be called a science and call the materialists a pack of fools as is often done incontestably anger has its rights but this has sense and meaning only while you are among people and are listened to nobody wants to be indignant alone with oneself when one is not even reckoning upon making use of one's indignation for literary purposes for even a writer is not always writing and is more often preoccupied with transitory thoughts than with his forthcoming works one prefers to approach the enchanted cave though for the thousandth time with every possible precaution perhaps it is only upon the approach of an outside soul that another soul becomes visible and if she be caught unawares she will not have time to disappear so that ponderous psychology which like any other science always proclaims its plans and methods aloud before undertaking anything 
is utterly unsuited to the capture of a thing so light and mobile as the human soul but let us leave psychology with the honourable name of science let us even respect the materialists while we endeavour to track down the soul by other means perhaps in the depth of the dark abyss of which we spoke something might be found were it not for the giddiness therefore it is not so necessary to invent new methods as to learn to look fearlessly into the depths which always appear unfathomable to the unaccustomed eye after all unfathomability is not so entirely useless to man it was driven into our heads as children that the human mind could compass only those things which are limited but this only proves that we have yet another prejudice to get rid of if it comes to giving up the right of abusing the materialists and being taught by psychology and something else into the bargain well we are used to that but in return we may at last be granted a glimpse of the mysterious thou and perhaps the i will cease to be problematical as well patience is a sickening thing but remember the fakirs and the other worthies of the same kind they succeed by patience alone and apparently they arrive at something but not at universal truths i am ready to vouch for that the world has long been weary of universal truths even truth pure and simple makes no whisper in my ear we must find a way of escape from the power of every kind of truth this victory the fakirs tried to win they can produce no arguments to prove their right for the visible victory was never on their side one conquers by bayonets big guns microscopes and logical arguments microscopes and logic give the palm to limitation and yet though limitation often strengthens it also happens that it kills end of section ten